Hi, everybody. Welcome to Lockdown Brewers. Off-season. Of course, we got a lot to talk about. There's a lot of rumblings going on with the Milwaukee Brewers. What's going to happen? What kind of off-season moves are going to take place? I didn't want to bother my next guest in the during the season because he's a busy guy doing a great job. You know, I've talked about him on the podcast. Vinny Rotino, one of the broadcasters on uh, Bally Sports, on Brewer TV broadcast. He's going to join us next. We'll get his opinion on a few things. Coming up here on Lockdown Brewers. You are Locked On Brewers, your daily Milwaukee Brewers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Season news just yet, but just, you know, the last couple of days of his ranting and raving here on the show about things the Brewers need to do. But I want to get in Vinny Rotino, who's a, uh, Hey, when's the last time you saw a podcast? Two guys talking baseball, two guys from Racine, Vinny Rotino joining me right now. Uh, I didn't, I grew up in Racine, moved out of there. Vinny, lifelong. Do you still live in Racine? Lifer. I'm a lifer. Yeah. We live in Mount Pleasant, which is just a suburb of of Racine. But yeah, I mean, grew up on Blake Avenue next to the Sausage Kitchen. I don't know if all the Racine natives (laughs) kind of know where the Sausage Kitchen is. And so then, you know, so then I played baseball for a long time. I met my wife. She is from Racine, Maggie Kuiper, actually related to Dwayne Kuiper. Sure. Um, so, um, so then we just stayed. I mean, we're both lifers, and we're going to stay here forever. I have to tell you, when I was a kid, like six or seven, Dwayne Kuiper played at the Cleveland Indians, and they put his box score in the Racine Journal Times. But I would call up his – his name would be in the phone book because I think he lived on Kentucky Avenue, and I'd call his house, and the phone would just ring and ring. There was no answering machines back then. I was trying, I'm a seven-year-old kid. I'm trying to call up Dwayne Kuyper. That's great. That's a great story. Hey, Vinny, before we get into this, I mean, I, I told you, you've done a, you're doing a fantastic job on TV. What made you decide to get into the broadcast field out of your playing days? You did some stuff um, you know, in the business world, but now you're a broadcaster. Tell me how you got there. Yeah, no, Chuck, I appreciate you saying that. I love doing the broadcast. This is a passion of mine. I actually like doing this more than I, I love playing. And I, I love playing a lot, right? I had a lot of passion for the game. I still do. So after I was done playing, I scouted for four years. I got a job with the Texas Rangers as a scout. I was a pro scout. So I had four organizations that I had to cover. And so any kind of deal that would happen with the Texas Rangers, I was involved uh, in those deals. So I had the Brewers, I had the Cardinals, I had the White Sox and the Blue Jays. I had to cover every organization from top to bottom. And that taught me a lot about baseball. As much as playing taught me, the scouting world taught me a ton about baseball and the new ways to look at the game. But I I was on the road too much. I was on the road 150 days out of, I smashed into seven months and I had two little girls at home, um, one on the way. And so um, my two-year-old daughter at the time said I, I was home for just a short stretch and she said, Hey dad, thanks for visiting. So I was like, I got to find something else to do. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. The so magic words, Mrs. Kuiper might not have been too happy with those words either. <laughs> no, exactly. So, so I, I got a new job. I, I got a job in the business. Like you said, in the business world, I was a salesman for a couple of years. And then I, a colleague of mine with the Rangers was Mike Anderson, who is mm-hmm. brothers with Brian Anderson. And um, so Mike and I were really good friends. That's how he intru- introduced me to Brian and, and BA kind of helped me get my foot in the door with the Brewers doing the pre and post game show. Scared out of my mind the first few times that I did it. I'm sure if you guys remember some of those first shows that I did, I was I was terrified. And now I just got more comfortable in front of the camera and, and more comfortable just talking baseball. And 
really just having a passion for the game. It, it goes a long way in this business and, and you have it too, Chuck, you do a phenomenal job on this show. And so it comes through when, uh, when you do love the brewers and you love baseball so much. And that's kind of what I hang my hat on in this, in this world. And, and like I said, I, I like it more than playing. I, I love broadcasting. Uh, I love doing, you know, breakdowns on the pre and post game show. I love talking about the brewers just uh, in the booth, calling a game. It's, it's been so much fun. And uh, I'm looking forward to a lot more years of it. Well, I, I said this early in the year. I was noticing. I was like, man, Vinny must spend all day in his hotel room <laughs> before a game going over the stuff. Because you were on a lot of the early broadcasts. And, and you were on through the season. But, I mean, especially early on, I was like, man, Vinny, he's got this stuff down, man. And I, I took notice. Uh, yeah. You probably do your homework. But is there some of that with the scouting, too, that you, you, you learn how to prepare through your scouting work? Yeah, exactly. So what I would do to prepare for each series is I would just go through every single player on the 26-man roster for the team mm-hmm. that I would that the Brewers are playing. I would do some of that with the Brewers if I needed a little bit of a refresher on a guy. If I hadn't seen, you know, read anything about him or seen him play in a, a few days or whatever, see the hot and cold streaks and stuff like that. But the Brewers, I kind of knew like the back of my hand, right? I mean, we're covering this team every single day. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, so that wasn't so much of a concern. It's the opposing team. I wanted to be able to be prepared on the opposing pitchers, uh, the starter for sure. You kind of got to do your homework there and read a couple articles and, and yes, the scouting stuff definitely helped. I kind of know and understand all the analytics, know which mm-hmm. websites to look at, to be educated on, on the other team and the other players. So that's kind of where that comes from. Vinny Rotino joining us here on Lockdown Brewers. This is Chuck Freeman. Vinny, they won 92 games. They won 92 games. I don't, I don't think really anybody expected us to see them bust out in 27 hours, and, and hopefully they'll be playing this week. And look at Arizona. I mean, what they're doing. Unbelievable. Onto the Dodgers. Um, yeah, I mean, wh- what is it about this time? Because Arizona stumbled to the finish line, and then they got hot when they uh, played the Brewers. Seriously. How unlucky that the – I mean, the Diamondbacks were a dangerous team, and we all yeah. knew it, right? They have two – phenomenal starters and Zach yeah. Allen, Merrill Kelly, their bullpen. I think bullpens in the postseason. I think if you can manage them right and you have enough stuff, enough velocity out of the bullpens in the, in the diamondbacks do they didn't necessarily have the numbers to back up, you know, a great bullpen for the regular season, but in the playoffs, they're, they're pitching really well out of the pen um, because of, I think just the stuff that they have, mm-hmm. Uh, Lavello has done a phenomenal job with that group. They have a bunch of young guys. So it's kind of unlucky that the Brewers had to play the Diamondbacks. Although, look, they were really close to winning those two games as Mm -hmm. well. I mean, 30 base runners in the two games that could only muster five runs. A lot of things didn't go the Brewers' way. Not making excuses, but the Diamondbacks certainly did get hot at the right time. But again, I think if if the Brewers were to play the the Marlins, the Fish, I mean, that was not not a great playoff baseball team. And no. they were flipped on the last day of the season for the seeding. It went from four, it went from the five seed to the six seed, did the Diamondbacks on the last game of the season. And the losses in Miami in that series for the Brewers, they only won one game in that series, kind of came back to haunt them. Because again, if they would have won two games in that series, then the Marlins would have been that six seed. And the Brewers, I think, would have rolled right over the Marlins. That, that just wasn't a very good baseball team. Uh, playoff baseball team. So I think just just that it, it's just it's it's a crapshoot, really. It is, and mm-hmm. so when people talk about you just got to get in because 
it is a little bit of a crapshoot. It, it get hot at the right time in the playoffs, and you could do some damage in the playoffs. I think we'd still be watching the Brewers right now again if mm-hmm. they were playing the Marlins, but just that's just how it goes. Vinny, how does this team get better? Clutch hitting, pitching was great, but as you know, the the, the clutch hitting. It teased us a couple of times, putting up some crooked numbers, but it's been it's been a problem. It's been a problem for years in the postseason where they get the postseason and guys are stranded all over the pond. I think I think if you had the it, it, clutch hitting in the playoffs, I'm assuming that that is your question. How do you get yeah. over that hump of, yeah. of, of putting up runs on the board in the playoffs? I, I think what it is is if the Brewers would have gotten that, you know, just that one win in that game one where a couple things didn't go their way, where Evan Longoria makes the play of his life, mm-hmm. as many good, great plays as that guy has made over the course of his long career, 38, 39 years old at this point, that was one of the best ones we've ever seen from him. And he snags that line drive from Tyrone Taylor. I think if that ball goes through and the Brewers take the lead and they go ahead and win that game, I think you just will find that teams will just kind of relax, play their game. Mm-hmm. That's what the Diamondbacks did, and that's what they're continuing to do. How loose did they look? It's it's easier said than done. I've never played in a, in a major league playoff series. Um, I, I did play in Korea in the KBO in their World Series. It went all the way to seven games. It was incredible, the atmosphere, and it is different. It's a dip, different atmosphere. So if you're able to just play looser somehow, some way, and I think getting a W under your belt helps you with that. And I think just getting maybe a couple of break big hits, um, that also helps you. That helps you relax and realize, okay, this is a different atmosphere, but it's still baseball. That's the hardest hump to get over just in general in the game of baseball. So I think if the Brewers, again, just were able to get a W and hopefully they're back next year and you can win a game early in one of these series I think that that's when you'll you'll start to see that the team loosen up and the offense start to score a little more. Vinny Rotino joining us here from the Brewer, from Brewer Television. And if you're watching us on YouTube, you can both see in our backgrounds where our favorite our favorite <laughs> baseball team is. <laughs> hey, Vinny, how about uh, how's this team going to get better? Where do you see they, that they got to get better? Get over this hump. Yeah. So okay, I think it, it, it's going to be an interesting offseason. I I personally I know I know Matt Arnold didn't say a whole lot in that press conference. Uh, just in terms of what might change. But you just, as a Brewer fan, we all have to be prepared for big changes to happen in the offseason. I just, I think that that is going to continue to have to be the strategy. Again, I, I just message this over and over, Chuck. I do not ever, ever in my lifetime, I hope the Brewers never go back to the late 90s version of the cool. Milwaukee Birds. It, it, it's just, it's, we love this team too much to see that, right? It, it'd mm-hmm. be heartbreaking for all of us. So I think the approach being the smallest market in all of baseball, the smallest TV deal in all of baseball, the approach has to continue to be to replenish with prospects, do it in a responsible way and, and, and just continue to build that way. I mean, and on top of it, let's all not forget that between Todd Johnson and the, uh, and the, in the, uh, domestic scouting department, the pro scouting department, the international scouting department, the Brewers have built one of the best farm systems in all of baseball. So they have the infrastructure in place to continue to make this work, to continue to make this work, to bring up young players, a Jackson Churio, a a Jefferson Caro, Tyler Black. There's a ton of names in the minor leagues that are ready to make and poised to make a contribution. So I I think just continue to stay on this approach 
In terms of getting better from this team, Chuck, I don't think that that's a realistic, personally, a realistic question, just because I, I think this team is going to look a lot different come spring training. I just, mm-hmm. I just do. I think, I think who knows where Brandon Woodruff's health is, who knows where Corbin Burns is going to be come the start of the season, Willie Adamas as well. So I think just replenishing this roster with young players that are ready to make a contribution and then have them develop at the big league level. That's the approach. Um, and, and that's what they're going to have to do to continue to, again, stay away from those nineties versions of the Milwaukee Brewers. Yeah. And, and I think the argument with Brewer fans and some of us in the media is, you know, can, and the Mark Canna thing worked out, but you know, right. Carlos getting Carlos Santana, Josh Donaldson, just hoping to find lightning in a bottle of right. some of these guys. And I know with the baseball economics, it can't be in the market for Shohei or anything like that. But Correct. Um, do you see them making a, a move with Corbett Burns at all? Do you think that's a possibility to bring some more bats in here? I mean, he's got one more year under team control. So he's he's an interesting one because we saw Corbin Burns win a Cy Young. Then we mm-hmm. saw Corbin Burns pitch like a Cy Young in 2022 towards the first half of the season. He had a couple of rougher months in 2022. Then this year he had had a rough first half. Then he comes out in the second half and was one of the best pitchers in all of baseball. I think he had the fourth best ERA in all of baseball. But aside from that, he covered 193 innings. How durable is Corbin Burns? I mean, mm-hmm. he takes the ball. When they give him the ball, he goes deep into, into pitch counts a lot of times. I mean, he does not want to come out of these ball games. You'll never hear Corbin Burns talk like Kirby from the Seattle Mariners. I don't know if you guys all caught that. I where he said, that, yeah. as I, I told the manager I, I was done after six. Why did he keep me in? It's like you will never hear Corbin <laughs> Burns say that. And so – he is a valuable, valuable piece yeah. to this Brewer starting rotation. And I think as, as, as I, I, you know, I think he would, it was, it's safe to say he pitched poorly in, sure. in the playoffs. I mean, I don't, think anybody up, want, I don't think people want to trade him. It's just that his yeah. market value, because I, market. I'd love to resign him, but you know, let's face it. They're not going to pay him $300 million. No, his market value is going to be sky high this off season, I think. And so mm-hmm. I think they're going to listen on any kind of offer that they can give that they can take on, on Corbin Burns. Now the, the challenge is this finding the right pieces. Mm-hmm. If they do trade a Corbin Burns, finding the right pieces. I think, I think bats Chuck, I think, I think they're pretty good in set. I mean, you have one of the best prospects and a lot of people are saying Jackson Churio is going to be a superstar and that will be a huge addition to this lineup if he is. And then Sal Freelick and all, a bunch of the other rookies are going to continue to develop offensively. I think you need to find more arms, more arms to replenish at the upper levels of the minor leagues and maybe major league ready arms that they can plug and play into the starting rotation. Because look, the Brewers are really good at developing starters. They really are. I mean, Woodruff, Burns, Peralta are all homegrown talents mm-hmm. that they that they basically developed and they developed at the big league level. So I think that's going to be the approach. They got to find the right names though. All right, Vinny, hang on one second. I got to do a commercial read yep. here. Uh, Chuck Freeman, along with Vinny Rotino joining us here on Lockdown Brewers, part of Lockdown Podcast Network. Uh, this show is brought to you in part by Sleeper. MLB playoffs are here. The clock is ticking on your chance to Win 100 times your cash on daily fantasy baseball. Baseball's never been more exciting than it is now. And the stats, home runs, hits, triples, doubles, 100 times the payout on Sleeper. Get your picks right, and you could win big. And 
you can just go in and check it out yourself. Use that promo code locked on. You'll get a hundred dollar match at your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. Sleepers terms are right there. I'm gonna I'm gonna put them right on my logo right here because it's available in 30 states. And I hear so many people telling me that there's so many different ways that they can access this. And if you look at uh, the crawl at the bottom of my screen on YouTube, sleeper.com backslash promo backslash locked on, and that'll tell you everything you need to know about Sleeper. But get in the game. Hey, NBA season starting up, MLB postseason underway, the NFL, it's all there on Sleeper. Chuck Freeman here on Lockdown Brewers, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Appreciate all you everydayers out there for following me along here on Lockdown Brewers. Follow me along on Twitter, Chuck Freeman, F-R-E-I-M-U-N-D. Vinny Rotino as well. Follow him along at Vinny, V-I-N-N-Y-R-O-T-T-I-N-O. Follow him along, and he's got some good stuff, and he's he's certainly very entertaining some of his videos on <laughs> Lockdown Brewers. Download the uh, episode, of course, on Google, Spotify, Apple. We're on all the major downloads, and, of course, go to YouTube, search Lockdown Brewers, and you'll find us there on uh and I love the videos. I love the pregame videos that you and Craig are, Craig are do. You know, I, I mean, um, I, they're just so they're so dumb. They're funny, actually. So it's like, <laughs> like Brewers live. Who comes right. up with these? You are. It's not Craig. I know that. It's a lot of my writing of those scripts. <laughs> he just kind of goes along with it, doesn't he? He does, and he is. He's the star. I. Yeah. He, I mean, Stephen um, Watson's in there too, and he does a great yeah. job as well. Yeah. 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 Um. All right. Let's talk about um. Let's talk about this outfield spot, crowded outfield spot. Obviously, you talked about all these young guys. Right now, uh, who's your center fielder and your right fielder? Because there's going to be some guys left out. And, you know, again, and part B to that, the left out guys, you're going to have some bench. But would one of those guys be part of your guys you might consider trading? Yeah, you would. You would listen to any kind of offers. I think I think I think Joey Weimer is gonna start in triple A just mm-hmm. to he's gotta prove it offensively. I think I think what they did was I saw some video of him in triple A. They took away that huge bat tip hitch oh, that he had. Yeah. They took that away and it looked like he he looked a little bit better, a little bit, bit more consistent. He can play center field, he can play defense. He is gonna actually he is actually probably pretty valuable to a lot of different teams out there just in terms of looking at some of the data on his defense, but then also his batted ball data. I mean, he hits rockets. I mean, he's one of the strongest players in all of baseball. So he, I think he's going to probably start triple A. He's going to have to prove it just because of all the depth that you mentioned, Chuck, that you're going to have Garrett Mitchell, probably your everyday center fielder. Once he is healthy, mm-hmm. five tool talent, let's develop him, see what we got. Um, he he continues to just get hurt. I mean, if he can stay on the field, we know and we have seen what he's able and capable to do. So hopefully, get a a full 162 of him. Sal Freelich, I think, will play right field, uh, and then you're going to have Yelich. You're going to have Yelich and left. You're going to continue to develop Jackson Churio. Hopefully, he takes the takes the opportunity in AAA and hits his way to the major leagues and forces the Brewers' hand to get him in the everyday lineup. Um, because again, they, they're talking like a, a Ronald Lacuna type of a, of a talent sure. we'll see. So hopefully that is the case. That could be a game changing or a franchise changing player if he is. So hopefully that's the case. He has such a big minor league season, especially down at Biloxi. And then he came up and he raked a, a little bit at AAA. Uh, if he has a big spring training, what do you do? I mean, you, you almost got to put him on the roster, right? 
you you could i mean you could if you believe that he mm-hmm. is able to so if you believe that he's able to win the rookie of the year i mean if mm-hmm. he's that talented uh, like a like a corbin carroll type of a talent mm-hmm. and he very well could be i mean I've, I've seen him play once i saw him play last year in appleton it was impressive um if he if you if you think he's ready then i i do think that he, he may force their hand to bring him up and play him and and, and be an everyday player for the Milwaukee Brewers at age 20. Yeah. Um, and, and, and so I, I think that that could be an option. Be like when they brought up, uh, you know, Gary Sheffield who's 19, they brought yeah, him right. up and they brought him up like in September because there was an injury uh, to Dale Swaim and, you know, he didn't he never got sent down. Well, he, he had some issues here, but we won't get into that. But, right. um, but that was another case of a young guy. Uh, just, you, you had to eventually bring him up. Uh, Vinny Bertino joining us here. Brewers TV, Chuck Freeman here on Lockdown Brewers, part of Lockdown Podcast Network. We are your team every day. How do you see that starting rotation? Let's say Burns does go, just for the sake of argument. And, of course, you don't know what the big X factor is. Brandon Woodruff, my goodness. Right. You know, I just hope that that turns up because he's a good guy and you want to see him at the top of this rotation if if he's not here, if Burns is not here. Yeah, so if Burns goes, uh, let's just I guess assume that even yeah. though even though yeah, just there's a good chance it. that he stays as well. Sure, you know, sure. So, but let's just assume they trade Burns, and you're going to have and, and also a big assumption is that Brandon Woodruff takes the entire offseason to get healthy. Um, and so let's say Brandon Woodruff, Freddie Peralta are both going to be at the top of the rotation. And and the other thing is if if Woodruff's shoulder checks out, okay, they could sign him. So they have he has one more year of arbitration left. Mm-hmm. They could sign him to like a two-year kind of deal. And so they could buy out that first year of free agency. And he may want to take that to prove to everybody, every all the teams out there that he is healthy um and, and ready to go. Or maybe he needs an extra season. So he takes that first year of free agency, Brewers buy that out. And then he, that's the year he proves that he's ready to go and hit the free agent market. So that could be a possibility. The other names that you have in the rotation, obviously. Um so Colin Ray is actually going to be a free agent. So mm-hmm. that that would be a guy, and, and he did sign over. He loved playing over here. So maybe that could be a guy that that ends up at the back end of the rotation. Adrian Hauser, I do see, because I, I think you could probably sign him for cheap in you his think last year of arbitration. I, yeah, I, I I do like what I saw yeah. from Adrian Hauser just in, in terms of yeah. hitting the ground balls. Um, Aaron Ashby does not look healthy. We'll see what his offseason looks like. Um, so that could be a name that could end up in the rotation, but again, he's got to get healthy. Robert Gasser is going to get an opportunity, um, to, to make, make the rotation. I mean, he was the international league pitcher of the year. He had a great year. Um, he's going to always probably be a guy that's going to have to continue to prove that he is a major mm-hmm. league starter, just in terms of he's kind of got a slider body. He's kind of a, a slider build guy, but my goodness, he put up the numbers. He was the minor league pitcher of the year in the International League. Um, and I'd like to see what he could do in the rotation. Uh, and I think they'll probably sign another guy like on the cheap, uh, like a Wade Miley type, a bounce back candidate type. I love Wade Miley. Hopefully he can sign back here. But I don't know, what, what, Chuck, that we can really accurately say what the rotation is going to look like at this point, just because I do think there's going to be a lot of uh, a handful, actually, of uh, new names that are in the running to make the rotation. All right, Vinny, hang on one second. We got one more commercial. Yep. I'm going to ask you about. I'm going to ask you about Uribe, Craig Council, if he's coming back, and the corner spots before 
I let Vinny go. Chuck Freeman here, Lockdown Brewers, brought to you in part by the Jace Case. Jace Case, the new sponsor here on Lockdown Brewers. Jace Case, uh, we've been telling you about them for the last couple of weeks. They provide life-saving antibiotics for emergency use. Everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. That's why the Jace Medical offers the Jace Case. The Jace Case provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use, gives you peace of mind so that you're just not hoping to have access to medication to an emergency. Uh, Jace Medical can make sure that you have the medication on hand. They're simple. They handle everything from the online evaluation to licensed pharmacy medication delivery to ongoing consultation, consultation and care. Don't get caught being unprepared. Get 20 bucks off life-saving antibiotics today with Jace Medical by using the promo code Locked On at checkout. That's Jace Medical, J-A-S-E Medical.com. Chuck Freeman along with Vinny Rettino here down the home stretch of Locked On Brewers. Again, you get us on Google, Spotify, Apple, and, of course, on YouTube Go to Locked On Brewers. Uh, we'll take a quick break. Come right back after this. Vinny Bertino joining us. Vinny, uh, let's talk about your rebate. Obviously, we saw the arm. Is he, and he's got you talked. You guys talked about this in the broadcast. He's got visions of seeing himself as a future closer. It's not going to happen right now. But do you see him being the eighth inning guy next year? Yeah, I think without a doubt. I mean, he, what he did this year was so impressive. He came up without a lot of innings professionally pitched under his belt and he came up and he just did a phenomenal job of throwing strikes his stuff speaks for itself i mean it's two uh, there uh, the scouting scale is 20 to 80 right so 20 mm-hmm. being you're not not a prospect this is not a tool to 80 which is the best in the game i mean he's got an 80 fastball and it's it's a sinking fastball at that and then me maybe an 80 slider. It's a 70 slider for sure for me, which is a a plus plus slider. Mm-hmm. It's nasty. He's got two pitches as long as he's throwing strikes and, and he's got the mentality to do it as well. Right. He's got that. He's got that little uh, chip on his shoulder. He is not afraid to throw in big spots. He's not afraid to throw to any hitter. I really like at what we saw from Abner Uribe this year. And I think he's going to be the future closer, but probably the eighth inning guy this next year. The corner spots, you know, we had two 37-year-old guys uh, finish it up. They're probably not coming back. You mentioned Tyler Black a little while ago. You see him getting a shot at third base, and what are we going to do at the corner spots here? Yeah, I, I think I think Tyler Black is going to get a shot at, at first base. Uh, and then, and at then, first? Uh, okay. Yeah, I think I think he played a lot of first in the minor yeah. leagues. Yeah, uh, yeah. And so, and so I, think, I think he's going to probably get that crack there. And then um, – We'll see. We'll see what happens at third. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Monasterio will, will certainly be in the mix, but I think they're going to try and probably upgrade there at some point. Uh, I'm not sure we we know the name right now, uh, but yeah, I think I think the I think they're going to upgrade there as well, and then you know okay. we'll see what happens at I short. Thought maybe, second. I, yeah. I, I thought maybe Canna was going to play. They'd sign him and have him play some first base over there. And so you think Black is the his future is at first base then? Yeah, I think, you know, he he's a guy that can kind of move all around the field, actually. So yeah. typically we don't really know what some of those – the guys that bounce around in the minor leagues typically are guys mm-hmm. that bounce around at the major league level as well. Um, but, uh, yeah, we'll see, where, we'll see where he fits defensively. Because, as you know, I mean, the corners have got to be – one of your strengths, that's your powers. I mean, the team it was hurting for power numbers, and you got to have, have some boppers over there at the corners, don't you? 
You do. I think that's going to be the thing that this team addresses somewhat this offseason is, is just being able to, to drive the ball to the ballpark a little bit more. I mean, it's an easy way, a quick way to score runs. 23rd in all of baseball this last year in home runs hit. That's a drop from, I believe they were second in all of baseball in 2022. They were able to hit a ton of home runs in 2022. And you had down years, obviously, from guys like Rowdy Telez. You had down years from, uh, I mean, Willie Adamas had a down year, even though he still hit yeah. over 20 homers, but, it, you know, that's down from 31. So I just didn't hit home runs this year. I think they're going to try and address that somehow. All right. I'm almost afraid to ask you about Craig because I, I have a feeling that if I ask you about Craig, some news is going to drop after we drop this yeah. podcast. <laughs> uh, as of Thursday, what do you think the, the future holds for Craig Council with the Milwaukee Brewers or is he going elsewhere or is he just hanging out? Chuck, I got to I got to tell you. I get information, little bits and pieces of information from around the game. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of connections, right? <laughs> after yeah. being a scout, yeah. after playing for so yeah. long, I had 20 years of connections that I've made. I have heard nothing on this. Not, not one peep really? on whether or not Craig Council is going to stay, is he going to go, is he going to take a year off, a couple years off, whatever. I, I you know, it's all rumors at this point, nothing of substance. This is like the greatest job ever of not saying anything to anybody and letting anything leak out about what Craig Council's intentions are here. Uh, so this is actually the thing that I'm most looking forward to this offseason so far is figuring out what Craig Council is going to do. He's the best manager in, in baseball, and I don't think there's anyone close to him, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um the X's and O's are phenomenal. The ability to thread that needle between keeping the, the clubhouse loose, but also holding guys accountable. Um, he just has instant credibility with guys. Guys trust him immediately. I mean, we're talking about a two-time World Series winner. We're talking about a guy who grinded his entire career. Wasn't, I mean, he was a talented player, obviously, but wasn't that talented. I mean, but it, but he had such a long, productive career as a major league player. It's so impressive. And, and he's the best manager in baseball. Hopefully he comes back as a Milwaukee Brewer. Yeah. I, I think the argument, you know, the, and the fans are get, will get down. As you know that, fans will get down. They'll say, man, you know, we can't get over the hump. You know, they've lost nine of their last 10 postseason games. They haven't won a series since 2018. He still has got to break that wall down. And I'm hoping, like you said, we're not going to go back to, we're not going back to the 90s Brewers, but we got to, it's no longer about getting in the dance. Got to start breaking some of these walls down. That's a true. Little bit, though. You do. You do have to get over that hump. You do have so you just got to continue to get in yep. and then continue to supplement. I think that that's what Matt Arnold showed that he was able to do this this season, his first year as, as a GM, is to once they knew that they had a chance to get in, they were going to supplement and and really address the needs that they needed to address. Mm-hmm. And they gave up an international prospect that they signed for a million dollars just to get Carlos Santana, and they gave up a prospect as well and Justin Jarvis to get Canada. So, I mean, he's willing to spend the prospect capital as long as they continue to replenish the prospect capital. I think you'll see a little bit of that, more of that coming this offseason. As expected, Vinny, you are a great guest as always. <laughs> Thanks, Chuck. No, the, this is awesome. Uh, this, you do a, a phenomenal job on Locked On. I'm, an, I'm a loyal listener. Uh, I know I tell you that every time I see you at the ballpark. It's always great to yep. see you at the ballpark. But, yeah, thanks for having me on. Thanks a lot, Vinny. Appreciate it. We'll catch up with you maybe a little bit later on during the offseason. Yeah, for sure. Anytime. There he is. The pride of Racine St. Catharines. <laughs> Vinny Rotino. Follow him on Twitter. V-I-N-N-Y-R-O-T-T-I-N-O. Vinny Rotino. Chuck Freeman. Locked on Brewers. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. We are your team every day. So long, everybody.